Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and to episode 313 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight we'll be talking about No Way Home's box office as it continues to destroy narratives left and right, whether it is the COVID pandemic, scaredemic uh, policy and narrative that is destroyed, or whether it is the narrative that's attempted to be spun by Scotty Boy Mendelson, our friend over at Forbes.com, who has proven himself to be a shill time and time again, and also someone who uh, doesn't quite get it, doesn't quite understand how some numbers work. So we'll be talking about that tonight, and also talking about some of the best films to come out in the year 2021. I know that a lot of people who watch the live streams tend to avoid a lot of the films that come out as there seem to not be a lot of good films. And yet, I would argue that there's at least 10 or 11 films that I myself would recommend. I have not officially put them into any order as of yet, but I can definitely talk about some recommendations on films. And there's also a lot of films that I have not seen that I really would like to. One of them, actually, I was talking to some people on the Discord just before the show started, just came in today. It's a film I was not able to actually see in theaters because it was only out for a short time, and I was dealing with work, family, etc. And that is a little Wes Anderson, new, new Wes Anderson film called The French Dispatch. So very excited about that. I will say, I'm going to call out Amazon here because this thing is opening release. All right, I, I ordered this thing opening day, and there's no slipcover. Um, so I say shame on you, Amazon. Shame on you, Amazon. But anyway, please make sure that you smash that like button if you're watching here over on YouTube. Light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. Thank you very much in advance. Babo Yogi is over on Odyssey, thank you very much for showing up over there with the six other people watching. Line up that fire button. For him, he says his number one film is Spider-Man. Number two is Dune. His number three is Arcane. If you binge watch them, it's not a movie. It's not a movie. Doesn't count. Does not count since it's not a movie. But let's go ahead and say hello to some peeps over here on YouTube. We got Snort of Poop is Cuber. How are humans and other quitters? How's it going? Welcome back. Matthew Highland in the chat. Hail to you. Evan S., what's going on? Absolutely. Uh, blessed Feast of the Holy Innocence. It is the day in the uh, church calendar where we commemorate and remember the children that were literally slaughtered in Herod's attempt to try and find and kill his competition to the crown when he tried to kill Christ and he ended up killing uh, all of the boys of that region who were of a certain age who would have fit into the age range of the prophesied king. So we remember those lives lost, and we commemorate them as the Holy Innocents. So a very, uh, probably not as well-known feast in the church, but one that I think is incredibly powerful for us to remember. Uh, the innocent lives that are lost, not just in the history of the church in that specific case, but also the innocent lives that are continued and continuing 
to be offered on the altar of modern-day so-called choice. All right, we got Snorri Poopus, who says here, Actually, the audience was well-behaved. I just didn't get to take my afternoon nap because of it. Interesting. Talking there, I guess, about a movie. Tudor says, good morning. Well, good morning to you. Thank you for being here. We got Kara Tharp. What's going on, Kara? She is a member on the channel. Hail to you, GMonkey76 in the chat. What's going on? We got Tina B, Empress of the Universe. Thank you for joining us, Tina B, as always. Great to have you here. We got Derek McManus in the chat. What's going on, Derek? Thank you very much for being here today. I appreciate it. Who else we got? Who else? We got the new number two, Dean Height. Says, good evening. Hope everyone has an enjoyable Christmas. And here is the one place where I will correct you. It's not had an enjoyable Christmas. It's are you having an enjoyable Christmas? Because what many people fail to remember is that Christmas is not just a day. Christmas is actually a season. Have you ever heard of the 12 days of Christmas? It's not the 12 days leading up to Christmas. That's still the season of Advent. We are currently within not just the 12 days of Christmas. We're, of course, in what is known traditionally as the octave of, of, of Christmas as well. And so, therefore, we are absolutely still promoted and very much in the right to say Merry Christmas continuously over the next several days. So I hope everyone is having a blessed Christmas season. Uh, he says, well, as much as we could enjoy considering all this koof stuff still going around. Yeah, it, it's kind of insane uh, because where there are some positive things that have come out, for instance, Joe Biden apparently saying, well, we can't fix it at the federal level. Oh, really? I thought that's kind of what you ran on. I thought that was one of your so-called promises. But he admits to something that we've known all along, which is that it has to be handled at the state level. Now, here's the big question, though. Does this mean that he and his cronies are going to let up on their national mandates or not? I would beg that they're not. I would beg that they're still going to make the Supreme Court have to step in and decide. And I think it's them basically trying to pad the blow, as it were, because I honestly think that there's a very good chance that their mandates, especially as more and more information about the vaccines come out, more and more about adverse reactions, more and more about alternative treatments that are available and have been buried. I think a big factor is absolutely going to be, if you've not heard of this book yet, I've been talking about it on the Discord a lot. If you have not read or heard of a new book by, I believe it's Robert F. Kennedy, uh, called The Real Anthony Fauci, it is an incredible read. It goes through not just the life of Fauci. It goes through basically the entire pandemic, and it goes through all of the narratives that were spun by Fauci and by several people in the administration. He does not leave anyone unscathed. So Trump doesn't get a pass. Biden doesn't get a pass. No one does. He goes after everybody here, and rightfully so. And it's amazing to see the campaigns that were waged against Things like hydrochloroquine and ivermectin, right? You know, we're still talking about this today. You're still getting banned left and right. Lord knows I might get banned just for saying those words out loud. But it's insane when you realize, wait a minute, these are medications that have been around and have been approved for like 60 plus years. And I'm just gotten to the part where he's talking about ivermectin. And I had no idea that 
there's actually a, a paper that was put out by, I believe, Japanese researchers where they essentially uh, put it on the same level, ivermectin, put it on the same level as something like Tylenol, as being something that is so incredibly safe and yet has so many benefits to it. It's, again, it's an eye-opener. It's very hard to get on, on physical copies. That's why um, I know that, you know, I'm all about physical media. You all know this, but that's the reason why I was able to pick that thing up and was able to download that onto my Kindle because, one, it's not available anywhere. I plan to get a physical copy at some point, but also it's on sale. It's like $2.99 for the copy, and it's, a again, uh, one section alone, it's broken up into different sections, had over like 130 citations most of which were to NIH, to CDC, to studies, to actual studies. So it's truly incredible uh, to see uh, what's been going on there. But yeah, new number two, absolutely agree. And it's that kind of stuff, though, right, that is leading to so many, right, so many of the narratives that are being spun by Hollywood, by Hollywood box office coverage, which... Films like Spider-Man No Way Home are completely blowing out of the water. Golden Ration, welcome back. Glad to have you here. Rosie G12, Merry Christmas to you as well. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. And thank you for that $50 super chat where she said Merry Christmas, Odin. Well, thank you very much. And yeah, Merry Christmas. It is still Christmas. It is indeed still Christmas. So a very Merry Christmas to you. And as Tina reminds everybody, no matter what platform you're watching on, please make sure you put at Odin. Please make sure you put at Odin at the very beginning of your comments. It lets me know you're trying to get my attention, and it definitely helps me out. Let us see. Physics Channel with Kenny Lee. What is going on? Good, sir. Glad to have you here. Forever Sci-Fi. Hail to you. Thank you very much for being a member on the channel. I are Darth Aggie. What's going on? Welcome back. Glad to see you in the chat. We got Bruce in the chat. We were talking over on the Discord about a couple things. He also just got his uh, his own copy of The French Dispatch. I'm very excited to watch it. I'll be watching it with the wife, so I probably won't watch it before you do, but um, definitely will be watching it ASAP. Keck44, what's going on? Hail to you. Mr. Roy, hail to you. Thank you for being here. Uh, Bifford the Hobbit, what's going on, bruv? Says Val was great, was a great movie. I'll be your Huckleberry. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's definitely spoiler alert. It's it's on my list uh, of the top movies of the year, at least at least for me. Forever Sci-Fi comes in to say I'm heading back home on the second to Cook County, where they'll be instituting uh, Vax passports on the third. I won't be supporting Hollywood for the foreseeable future. Says Forever Sci-Fi. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for sharing that for sci-fi, and I'll keep you in my prayers, and I ask that you keep me uh, in, my, in your prayers as well, because even here in the great state of Tennessee, where they have passed a law uh, protecting people from these types of mandates, unfortunately, um, certain amendments got lost in the state Senate that would have included uh, private uh, businesses and private institutions, so unfortunately... Uh, the upcoming mandates that are being challenged uh, in the Supreme Court on January 7th um, are even coming for people who work in private Catholic institutions. Uh, and that would even include me. So I can't really say much more about it because obviously I, I want to try to make sure to 
to be as smart with it as possible as far as, you know, things that I say in public about it, um, especially as we are trying to work on responses to recent discovery of the plan of the diocese to implement certain policies and, you know, trying to be as careful as we possibly can, um, especially if the Supreme Court does indeed rule them unconstitutional. Don't want to dig a hole that eventually is no longer necessary, but does not mean that we're not going to try to actually beef up something so that way, if and God forbid, if and when something, uh, basically, if we're not able to find victory at the Supreme Court, or if the diocese decides to just, again, ignore the Supreme Court for that matter, uh, that we have our ducks in a row. Let's just say uh, a lot of the time off that I've had has not been time off. Uh, One, I've been stay-at-home dad because, of course, daycares are closed for the holidays, but I have also been doing (laughs) so much research, uh, trying to pull up papers, trying to make notes, trying to literally do everything to basically defend myself and to defend my rights and and hopefully to defend the rights of others uh, in my position. So um, please keep me and so many others in your prayers. I know that there's been many in the Asgardian community uh, who have been impacted by this in other states. Uh, I never thought that it would come to the great state of Tennessee, but uh, here we are. Uh, So again, I would ask for your prayers with that, and I do thank you for all your love and your support. And I'll keep y'all posted as much as I possibly can. Uh, Jason Embassy, what's going on? Slicer Neons, I see you in the chat. Slicer, respond to the email without cryptic. Is this what you mean? Is this what you mean? All right. You won a copy because I'm going to give it away to someone else if I don't get it in the next five minutes or ten. I'll give you ten minutes. If I don't get your, if I don't get a mailing address for me to send this, because remember, you won this. You won the 4K of Dune, right? You won this a while ago now at this point. If I don't get the shipping address for this, I'm going to give it to somebody else. You've asked me three times. Wait, is this all you need? Is this all you need? I made it clear what I need. Slicer, I love you. Slicer, I love you, man. But please, just give a clear response. Here's where to send it to. Perfect. I'll send it. If I don't get it in 10 minutes, though, giving it to somebody else. <laughs> All right. Orange Air Reviews, what's going on? Bruce says here, French Dispatch came in for me as well. I'll be watching it later tonight. Yeah, Bruce. Uh, wait, you didn't get a slip? What do you mean you don't get? It? You didn't get a slip? It should have been inside. Oh, oh, slipcover. Okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. First, I thought you meant like digital code. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Um... Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm so sad that we didn't get slipcovers, man. It's ridiculous. Let's see. Sejev Segal, what is going on? Thank you very much for being here as uh, my co-host on the podcast, um, on the OMB podcast. Uh, he just went live. How dare he? How dare he cross the streams? John Flickinger. Who does he think he is? Ridiculous. Let's see. Bifford the Hobbit says here, my number one movie is Dune. Definitely a good film. Golden Ration says, I finally went and watched Spider-Man theaters. Generally good, 7 out of 10. I think that's a fair review for the film. Super Anime Gamer, hell, what's up, my dude? Hope you had a very Merry Christmas. Hope you are still having a Merry Christmas. Let's get this right. Going to try and stick around, but my phone is refusing to charge, and I'm at 1%. Darn, dude. We'll get get a computer or something out, man. 
Rosie, again, thank you very much for that very generous Merry Christmas super chat. I appreciate it. Orange Hat says, I have some questions about scripture I will have to ask about on Discord later about certain dates and revelation. Absolutely. We have a channel on the Discord server for those types of questions. And of course, you can wait for the next open forum stream. See, Cacao and Cookies Minion, what's going on? Thank you for being here. Luca, what's going on, man? Wish you all a joyful and blessed Christmas. Blessed Christmas to you as well. Brightburns, 1985, what's up? He tried to say, heard somebody pick apart No Way Home because he disliked the visual style and of the said film. I mean, if you compare the color and style something like No Time to Die or Skyfall, I understand. Well, to me, just by you saying that, if someone is hating on a film because of the visual style and that's the only gripe they have and that's what... I don't get that. I do not get that at all. Let's see. Biffer the Hobbit says, Did you see the maskless Karen punching and spitting the 80-year-old? I did. It, it was disgusting. I hope that that person... Um, I hope that that person is shown the fullest extent of the law. Coliseum Builders, what is going on? Hello. See, Kara Tharp tag say, my Christmas time is spent looking after my crazy terriers. Ah, yes, yes. Biden, or rather, sorry, Rosie D12 says, Biden made his statement because he doesn't want the blame for the Fed's horrible handling of this. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of different things that one could look to for sure, as to why he would have said what he did. I'm kind of going in the direction of they realize, you know, especially with information about Omicron coming out, that there um, is likely now going to be a shift and a move. I think also they've probably looked at recent internal polling and what's going on across the country and the resistance and the protests. I think that they realize, wait a minute, we're going into an election year. We, we probably need to uh, <laughs> fix things. We could probably need to, to fix some things, right? Um, so, yeah, I think it's incredibly important uh, that we definitely look at it for, for what it is. And, yeah, it's definitely a political move on, on his part, I would say. Then again, that is giving him a lot of credit, and I don't know if necessarily we should. Jason says, so how do you feel about Brandon signing an executive order to be goods with the Xinjiang province, you know, where the camps are? Well, it doesn't surprise me, and that's why even himself, the fun thing about Brandon, everybody, the fun thing about uh, Mr. Biden, uh, even he agrees. Even he himself has says, let's go, Brandon. And if you know what that means, he said that about himself. Is what it is. Pfizer says, hail and well met not seen any reply to my what okay <laughs> slicer okay i know i think i saw you in the live chat say that you sent it but man oh man you need you just need to learn how to check your email bro <laughs> joey horn what's going on man he says how's it going what's going on man brian barth hail to you soul the wizard in the chat what's going on uh, let's see, Brian Barth says, I, I, uh, I dare you to try and review films from the silent era. I'm not opposed to that, uh, but there are so many other films from more modern times that I still need to and would rather watch instead. Jason says, so how do you feel about Brandon's... Okay, uh, so if you ever retract a message, just remember, it doesn't get retracted in here, so please do not ever double post. I will figure out what was meant to be said. Uh, Joshua Stranger, thank you very much for the super chat. 
He says, thanks for your comment, speaking up for the unborn. Absolutely, Joshua Stranger. I, I've never made it a secret about how I feel on the issue. Human life is human life. No matter what stage of development that life is in, it is a scientific and biological fact that life begins at conception and that life can only be human, biologically speaking, and therefore it must be defended at all times. Absolutely. Definitely one of my big issues, for sure. Because it would be like someone saying, yeah, you know what, I don't care about murder. It's like, wait, what? What do you mean? But if that's what we're going to, you know, if that's what we're going to actually understand it to be, because biologically it is, we need to start treating it that way. Sizer says, Washington Ganto and listen to some soundtrack convinced the English version was secondary and the Spanish was the first priority. Especially the music sounds better in Spanish. Interesting, Sizer Neons. It wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. But yeah, I noticed that as well. Yeah, Encanto is available for free on Disney+. Plus. I, I remember them announcing that that was going to be, I, I believe, the case on Christmas. It, it was only going to have a very short theatrical window. But basically what that does is it, it cements that Encanto is going to be a financial failure. Because now that it's available for free on Disney+, Plus, why, why would anyone want to waste their money to go see it in theaters? It's not like people were doing that anyway. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Forever Sci-Fi was a member. Says, I'll be praying for you and everyone else. I don't trust the Supreme Court. Yeah, I, I don't either. And that's the thing. And, and that's the reason why what I'm doing during my break, you know, I, I would love to be just, you know, reading for fun, doing some lesson planning. I had a lot of stuff planned that was going to be school-related Two days before uh, Christmas, we were told that this was uh, being implemented. So uh, basically, that led to a freak out. It led to a souring of, of part of the Christmas uh, break, unfortunately. Um, you know, luckily, family definitely helps to a certain extent. But yeah, it, it definitely left a, a very sour uh, taste in my mouth. And it definitely still uh, has, has had a lot, of, um, a lot of emotional impact on me. Uh, because even though I know here in Asgard and in the Fellowship, I have a lot of support and a lot of people who feel the same way in, in normal everyday life, I don't. And so it, it's been incredibly isolating uh, to know very few people in my own personal life who, who are on the same page or who understand. Um, and so that's been tough. But yeah, that's why at the same time, you're right. I don't, I'm not going to, and that's why I'm not putting my faith in the Supreme Court. I, I would hope that they would come to the logical and legal conclusion that they should. There's only one correct answer to this. There is only one. And so I pray that they do. And I ask that everyone else pray that they do, not just for me, but for, you know, everyone else whose jobs are on the line or, or for people to maybe get recourse to a sue on behalf of a job already lost. But, why would I put my faith in an institution that has shown itself time and time again to not want to get political? Or at least that's what their claim has been. You know, by choosing not to get political, that in and of itself has been political. And uh, so, yeah, why would I put my trust in, in those people? You know, as, as wise people have said for centuries, tr put, put your trust not in man, but in God. And that's all I can do. Whatever the decision is, 
I put my trust in God that he will guide me and give me the grace to bear whatever burden it is that I'm going to bear, which is why I'm prepping, which is why I'm getting my documents. I'm getting my ducks in a row. I'm reading studies. I'm using actual studies to make my case just in case that I have to. I hope I don't, but I might. And yeah, I'm not going to be putting my faith in those wearers of the black robes. Jacob Ironside, welcome. Hannibal Grimm says, fussy, fussy, fussy. Absolutely. All right, let's pause over on YouTube for a second and jump over to the Odyssey fam. What's going on, Odyssey fam? We have got the R over there. What's going on? And he just dropped, oh man, a $25 hyper chat. Thank you so very much, man. That's incredibly generous. Uh, thank you for donating on Odyssey as well. Because Odyssey is not YouTube. Uh, they work through Stripe. And so that, that'll that be available to me within the next couple of days. So thank you for hyper chatting on, on Odyssey, man. He says, on the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and an Odin on my PC. Very nice. Very, very, very nice. I appreciate the reference there to the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah, and it's also interesting because uh, I have this calendar. It's the Liturgy of the Home, and they have a breakdown, actually, of there, there's a, a a Catholic way of reading the 12 uh, nights of Christmas, and it's interesting. It's definitely a bit of a stretch in certain areas because the song is existing without the uh, Catholic undertones to it. But uh, it is interesting nonetheless to see how they handle it. I believe that for the four days on the fourth day of Christmas, they uh, specify it as the four evangelists. Obviously it's not in song form at that point, but Hey, (laughs) but the R thank you very much for that $25 hyper chat. It really does mean a lot. And also thanks to everyone watching the Odyssey light up that fire button. Appreciate it. Uh, what is going on, Abomination? Shun? Guess Abomination. What's going on? Welcome. Welcome. Smash that, or rather, light up that fire button over on Odyssey, and I'll come back to y'all in just a second. Appreciate my Odyssey fam ever growing. Let's head back over to the YouTube fam as we are multi-streaming all over the place tonight, as we usually do. Let's see. Luca. Says, well, I guess U.S. leaders want to follow our governments uh, in Europe concerning mandates. Dude, what's been going on over there has been even crazier. I mean, the fact that you have essentially going on in Germany and Austria them hiring inquisitors <laughs> to check for papers. There, there was actually even just in New York. This is not a foreign issue. This is on, this is on American soil now. You have police going up to family that includes a five-year-old saying, papers, please, show us your papers. Never thought that this would actually happen. And that's why I said, I never thought that, you know, we haven't gotten to that extreme yet here in Tennessee, but I never thought that a Catholic diocese in the great state of Tennessee, because Tennessee is actually trying something. Like Again, Tennessee and, and our governor has actually signed a law. The issue is that there was an amendment that was put on in the House, in the state house that would have included private schools. The Senate didn't want it. They brought it to committee 
and they decide to table those motions. And so those motions did not pass through. So even though they have been able to implement it for public schools, they are not able to do the same thing with private schools or private businesses either. Um, so at the very least, we're trying. At the very least, you know, at least in the state of Tennessee, there are attempts to try and, and stop this kind of nonsense from happening. But, you know, I never thought that the diocese itself would would be going along with this. Super for the Hobbit says, I highly recommend don't look up. It's funny. Nice. I want to say I remember hearing about that. Uh, zero hour discussions. Jam Cruz. Thank you very much for this. This a super chat. Says, toss a coin to your Odin. Oh, value of plenty. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Augustus, what's going on? Thank you very much for being here. Uh, Cougar Knife, what is going on? Welcome to the channel. Soul Assassin, thanks for tagging. Gareth Tharp, who is a member, says, my niece and nephew got and uh, got my Amazon gift card uh, uh, got my got my Amazon gift card for Christmas so I went and bought the Princess Bride on Blu-ray nice very good pickup there uh, Uber Geek thank you very much for the five great British pounds which says with Toby in an MCU film does this mean his Spider-Man is now the first MCU film well I think that that's definitely uh, I would say no and the reason why is because of the multiverse factor Right, so that multiverse that that he would be coming from would be the Sony Spider Verse, and so even though he has appeared in an MCU film, can't say the same thing. By the way, uh, we, we're now far removed enough away from the film to where I'm not even give giving a warning on this because if you cared that much about any spoilers for Spider Man No Way Home. I don't know why you're, you're online. I don't know why you would <laughs> want to be listening to a show uh, in general or, or be anywhere near online if you care that much about it. So, but no, I, I would say that it does not make I don't it does not make um, him the first uh, MCU film because he he still is a part of the Sony verse, right? He he comes over from the Sony verse. If you look at it from a multiverse perspective, comes over from the multiverse, comes over from the Sony verse and therefore is still a part of the Sony verse. But thank you very much for that super chat. See, awesome one says, "Merry after Advent, after Christmas till whenever Christmas ends." For- <laughs> All you need to do is say, "Blessed Christmas, happy Christmas." I see some comments uh oh man, Apparently, uh, John Madden uh, passed, has passed away. R.I.P. John Madden. He was 85. Dang. Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father. Uh, let's see. Luke says, buying wishes to himself. Let's go, Brandon. A great leader indeed. Yeah, seriously. It says a lot about him. There's a lot of things that I think that can be read into that for sure. <laughs> How 3000, what's going on? Let's see. Brightburn says, how do you feel about Michael Keaton coming back as Batman? Stupid autocorrect that keeps uh, making me try to write Michael Newton. Um, well, again, I know that's what the... Is that still rumor territory? Has that now been confirmed or not? I don't know. Uh, but I'm pretty sure there's been pictures of that. Um, so I'll go ahead and just say, I think that, hey, that's cool. I just do not get your hopes up for the movie. 
because I believe it is the Flash film, right? It's the Flashpoint story arc that, that that's going to happen in. And, and here's the issue. Flashpoint's being written by the same woman that wrote Birds of Prey. So I would not get your hopes up. Would not get your hopes up at all. So I don't have my hopes up. And that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. New account says, bringing Encanto Disney Plus early was stupid. Well, here's the thing. I think that it's actually, it's neither good, it's neither stupid nor smart because they were barely making anything from it in the theaters anyway. It was already a financial flop. And I think that they their mindset is, hey, it's better for us to put it out early on Disney Plus, try and get some more traction onto the platform, and maybe we can make some money back in subscriptions. That That's the only thing I can think of that, that they could use to justify it. But, I mean, again, it's not really like they were making that much money in theaters anyway. Rosie G12 says, the only reliable justice justices are Thomas, Lido, and Gorsuch. I will say, based off of, you know, various questioning patterns, I would say it looks pretty good for the mandates to be struck down. What I will say to that, though, is that the only two reliable justices to me that stand for limited government and stand for specifically what the Constitution actually says and not what people want it to say, the only two are Thomas and Alito. Thomas first and then Alito. Gorsuch is also one that, again, I don't trust any of them. As far as decisions, I would say, you know, Thomas uh, is definitely the, is one of the few that I would actually put any faith or trust in because of how consistent he is. Alito, I would say, is probably up there too. Evan S., uh, yeah, I'm sorry that you're in the same boat as I am as well. And it's it's one that we shouldn't be in. It's one that they have no right to put us in, both at the government level and at the diocesan level. And uh, again, let's just hope and pray that we actually receive some good news. See, Kara says, I've always had trust issues and have never trusted the government, and I don't blame you. I think on all of this, with all of this stuff happening, I think that if you are still in a position where you put any faith or trust into the government, I don't know what else needs to happen for you to to wake up. Father says, on the fourth day of Christmas, my hatred did recall four robotic arms, three creepy dolls, two Sith Lords, and the one ring to rule them all. From the villain pub. Nice. I appreciate that. That was very nice. Very, very nice. All right. Lucas says, interesting that you mentioned Austria. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's not like there's any historical connection to any of the things happening over here. Golden Ration says we need some serious pressure. Oh, yeah. Canada is a mess. Seriously. Canada is a giant mess. It's insane. Uh, yeah, Father, they're talking about how apparently Coach uh, John Madden has passed away. So again, rest in peace to John Madden. Uh, let's see. Luca says, it would be an understatement that things are a little bit crazy here in Austria. Yes, yeah, seriously. that You're right. That is absolutely an understatement. Understatement of the century, for sure. All right, heading back over to the Odyssey fam. Again, hail to my Odyssey fam. Uh, no one has tagged me over there. So again, if you have a comment or question, just put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. 
and let me know you're trying to get my attention over there. All right, let's go ahead and dive into this first story before getting back to the YouTube chat. And the first thing, of course, is some box office discussion. Very important for us to talk about the box office. Let's go ahead and blow that up. All right, so as you saw from the title, I have No Way Home beating Infinity War. And here is why. Firstly, let's look at this second Monday number. So first off, hope you watched the video that I did on the channel today talking about why Scotty Boy Mendelson has proven himself not only to be a shill, but also either a liar or incompetent when it comes to box office uh, discussion and box office numbers. Because his argument was that because Spider-Man No Way Home had a 68% or so drop in its second weekend, that that somehow makes The Last Jedi a good and popular movie and also means that Shang-Chi was an impressive film. That was his logic. Here's the flaw. He's focusing just specifically on the week two drop-off, which, as you all know, I give a lot of credence to. I give a lot of attention to. But context is... An even more important concept. Everyone who's followed me for a while knows that that word context is incredibly important. Incredibly important. So his argument falls apart when you remember and keep in mind that in the week leading up to the second weekend, you had a little bit of stuff happening. Let's see what happened. Oh, wait a minute. Who had the best first Monday compared to Infinity War and Endgame? Oh, that's right. It was No Way Home. Who had the best first Wednesday? That's right, No Way Home. The best first Thursday? No Way Home. And then you see it drop off pretty hard on Friday. Huh. What happened on Friday? Oh, wait, that's right. It was Christmas Eve. So businesses, including theaters, would have been shut down earlier than usual. People would have been getting together with their families. You then go into the next day and there's Christmas. Again, A lot of people have traditions of going out to the movies on Christmas, but a lot of people will actually spend time together on Christmas and not go to a movie. And then on Sunday, you see that uptick because it's the day after Christmas, and so now you got a lot of people that would have gone to see it otherwise. So when we keep these points in mind, we start to realize that, well, maybe the reason why the 68% drop happened is because there was a lot of people who would have seen it over the weekend, but because of its being Christmas decided to see it earlier on in the week. Huh, what a concept. And what further throws a wrench in Scotty Boy's mindset and Scotty Boy's argument is the fact that if you look at this first Monday number and compare it to Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, you start to realize, oh, wait a minute. There's no way Scotty Boy can be right. As you see, the second Monday number, $24.7 million dollars. For No Way Home. Avengers Endgame, 10.7. Infinity War, 8.3. Now, these movies came out during a time where people would have been going back to work, whereas this movie is still out during a time of holiday where many students are off from school and many people can be off even from their jobs as well. Okay. Well, let's look at this domestic number because I think it's a pretty important number here. $495 million. Infinity War, 463. So this movie, domestically, is beating Avengers Infinity War. 
it is expected to beat Avengers Infinity War in the domestic box office. They are projecting that at minimum, it makes $750 million domestically. It suspects that this film is going to make a billion dollars internationally. So right now, the projections from industry experts has the film making $1.75 billion. So if we go ahead and look to our handy-dandy chart here, $750 million, well, wait a minute, that, that, would be, uh, uh, that would be quite a bit above where Avengers Infinity War was. And they're suspecting the film is only going to get to a billion dollars. Huh, well, $1.75 billion, that's, uh, you know, I don't know, that's, uh, that's kind of close. That's kind of close to the worldwide box office here of Avengers Infinity War. And there's actually, according to my own charting and my own metrics here, a pretty good chance that the film could actually even outpace Infinity War. So it really comes down to the international box office. And also remember a very important factor here, which is the fact that China was a part and a factor for Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, whereas No Way Home, this is doing it all without Communist China. Now, some people have said, well, if you add Communist China, then it becomes no way. It becomes a a no-brainer, if that's the case. And I would say, I think it's a no-brainer without China. Sony does not need stinking China. They really don't. And so that's why I hope and pray that Sony, as the sole distributor of this movie, does not make a deal with the devil. Does not make a deal with the Communist Party of China. Really hope that is the case. But what we're seeing here is we're seeing a film that is very much domestically outpacing the box office of Infinity War. Which, remember... (laughs) We're in a pandemic. Oh, wait a minute, but we're in a pandemic. I thought that then nothing could happen. No films could make money. Well, again, this is the narrative breaker. This is the clear narrative breaker. And that this film also has a pretty good chance of being able to break a lot of records on top of it. But anyway, No Way Home currently beating Infinity War. When we look at the domestic, too domestic at the same time of its release... And I think that's a very important thing. And Scotty Boy Mendelson, it makes me sad to know that you're getting paid. You're getting paid for what you do. So Rosie says that she's lost sound. Hopefully it was just for a second as I'm still seeing levels on my end. Hopefully it was just in the transition from one to the next And I'll keep an eye on the live chat. Let's go ahead and highlight some chats real quick. Let us see. Uh, Let's see. J.M. Cruz says, Our local theaters will show No Way Home two weeks from now. We're the last to have it. But what's your take on nostalgia baiting? I don't know if this movie has done it yet. Um, That's the thing, though. I I don't really think it does any type of of nostalgia baiting. I, I, I really don't. I think it's nostalgia done right. It's nostalgia that's done incredibly respectfully. I really do. I think that Laura's comment here kind of adds on to it. Says, for some reason, Andrew Garfield got a louder cheer for the, from the crowd than Toby. And here's the reason why. First, there's two reasons why I believe, because the same thing happened in my theater as well. 
And the two reasons why are this. For one, Andrew Garfield was the first Spider-Man to show. So he was the first of the uh, pre-Tom Holland era Spider-Man to show up. So I think that already kind of made that pop already, you know, kind of geared to be a little bit louder. The second reason why is because Toby was a pretty well-known part of the movie. People had a pretty good idea that Toby was in it. There was a lot more uncertainty about Andrew Garfield. Not only was there uncertainty on it, but he had just put out a movie, Tick, Tick, Boom. And so he was being asked in so many interviews, are you in the film? Are you in the film? And he kept saying, no, I wish them luck. No, I wish them. And again, he he played his cards very close to the chest. Not only is he in the movie, he's got a big, he's got a pretty big part in this. So big, in fact, that you had Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 3 trending on Twitter. You have people myself included, saying, you know what? I would like to see him in another movie. I would love to see Sony take that. I would love to see Sony do that. Because Lord knows he did not get good movies. The Amazing Spider-Man uh, duology, as it currently stands, was not very good. He was fine. He's an incredibly talented actor, and he showed that in this movie. He stole the show. Andrew Garfield stole the show in this movie. Because he's clearly the better actor. He's clearly the better actor. Um, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, apparently, uh, Odyssey's connection was lost. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. Uh, thank you for, uh, Abomination. Thank you for the five, uh, credits over there. Um, for when you get this eventually later on. I'm very sorry to hear that. I don't know what happened or, or why that is the case. Um, again, I don't know what happened. Baba Yogi says, still here. So maybe you just need a refresh? Okay. All right, it's back up for me. All right, it's back up for me. Thank you for those five library tokens, though. I appreciate that abomination. <laughs> he says, apparently, <laughs> that must have broke it. Well, it looks like it's back now. So, again, apologies that it went out. Looks like if you just do a refresh, it'll it'll come back up for you all over there. Uh, but anyway, no, yeah, no, Andrew Garfield, I think, got the bigger pop because he was the first one to show up on screen. And also, uh, he was the big question mark because I had a lot of confidence that Toby was in it. I honestly did not know about Garfield. And I'm glad he was in it. And that dude... Like, was on point. Evan Martin, what's going on? Let's see, Alice McCarthy says, Howdy, old, and how's it going? Uh, I fell asleep. I'm not used to waking up er- early for work every morning. Oh, that's right. You're at work. Matrix is a 3 out of 10. Dude, Matrix, yeah, Matrix Resurrections is terrible. It is awful. Awful, awful, awful. Let's see, Andrew, what is going on? Welcome back to the chat uh thank you for tagging brian barth again tag at odin at the very beginning of your comment if it, you want it right or loud uh brian barth says why do you hate battleship potemkin i just found it incredibly boring and haphazardly put together um i have not finished the film yet but that's just my own take it's not because it's a silent movie 
70B, what's going on? Hello to you. Hello, hello. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Wednesday Raven Award nominations. Uh, we are now accepting nominations, and I've seen my Valkyrie posting links to that in the chat, and I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, uh, uh, yeah, definitely make sure that you vote wisely. Uh, Evan S. says, Justice Alito is my brother knight. Justice Thomas can be seen going to Mass with Father Scalia near me. Ooh, that's nice. Because I said, Thomas definitely is very, uh, very solid. Forever Sci-Fi, when I was growing up, I was promised flying cars, not a true spiritual warrior. Seriously. It feels like we are really having a battle for the soul of not just our country, but, but for the soul of the human race, it seems. It's, it's kind of crazy. Let's see, J.M. Cruz, Shang-Chi, was anything but impressive. Yeah, and that's that's the other issue is that he tries to say, well, it only dropped 54% in its second weekend. It's like, yeah, it also barely made anything in its opening weekend. And here's the thing. For a domestic release, it was pretty impressive for the time. There's no doubt about that. Compared to the other Marvel films that made over $200 plus million domestically, hey, yeah, that's kind of cool. Spider-Man is going to make around $750 million, they're saying. So maybe it's not as cool, but... <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let me uh, wet my whistle. Ah. I'll definitely need some tea after this stream. Uh, Coliseum Builders says, Scotty, uh, Scotty Mendelson and Mike Zero are the true oracles of the Internet's and ragu sauce goes great with Cheerios. What? Ragu sauce and Cheerios. I don't know about that. Uh, but, man, I the, you need to give Mike Zero more credit, dude. Mike Zero has more credibility than Scott Mendelson. You can take that statement to the bank. And the biggest reason why is because of this right here. Never forget, Skyboy Mendelson not only defended Netflix's cuties... He gave it a positive review. Never, ever forget. Let's see. Snorter Poopus Cubers, the member says, very happy when I went to see the King's Man today when all the families with the hordes of kids headed to the other side to see some other movie. That's <laughs> nice. I will say, uh, Laura, the modern major general of the channel, uh, she apparently was not a fan. And I, I do take her opinions on films very, uh, very seriously. It's actually, it was her opinion of and her conversations about The French Dispatch that made me pick that up early. It's the first time, or maybe not the first, but it's one of the few times where I've picked up a film like brand new of re on release, like a brand new film for this year on release before actually having seen it. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about it. I do like Wes Anderson, so it wasn't like, well, like there was a big sell really for me there, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, the Kingsman, she, she was like, yeah, I kind of walked out on that one. So I don't know. Uh, Rosie G12 says that she did not get a notification. Ah, well, that's YouTube for you. You know, YouTube just, uh, it's just, uh, it's silly. Oh, Stephanie B. Math isn't boring. Math is fun. Always, always knocking the math. Let's see. Sahil 
says here. No Way Home is probably going to best Spider-Man 2002, which grossed around $650 million in the U.S. adjusted. Yeah, probably will. I know that I've done at least one video where I had all of the Spider-Man films, or maybe it was just the New Age Spider-Man films, but I will definitely have a full Spider-Man breakdown. I'll, 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 put a, I'll, I'll put a chart together. I'll put a chart together. But yeah, No Way Home is doing such insane numbers that it's, it's impossible to ignore it. And for anyone to honestly try and argue that you can still use the pandemic as an excuse, to me, is just ridiculous. Let's see. Well, I definitely don't want to pin that. Let's see. Hardwick says, I just realized that we've never seen the MCU version of J. Jonah Jameson with a cigar. Yeah, I guess... Yeah, I guess you're right, because that would have been in the Sony universe. Uh, I would say I'm happy with that, and I hope that we never do, because the MCU is silly. Some people were saying that uh, they got an ad playing, so that could have been why. Uh, That was on YouTube, as I did not do that. Maybe that's why people left. They were like, I don't want to watch an ad. Hey, I don't control when those ads play. I wish I did. That'd be nice. Because I wouldn't, I actually would not want ads playing during the stream. I don't mind it playing in like the replays and stuff like that, but let's see. Orange hat. Yeah, Andrew Garfield was also the first Spider Man to apologize for being white. Ah, interesting. I've forgotten about this. However, what I will say is that at the end of the day, still a good actor. <laughs> still a good actor uh let's see zine what's up he says i think people i think people liked garfield as peter he just wasn't a very good films people wanted it more for him hence the loud cheering yeah yeah and, and that's the thing too right is that again pe- people had never gotten a really good andrew garfield spider-man film i would say no way home is his first great spider-man movie and I, I'm not going to lie, I do have a hope I would get excited if they announced, if Sony announced that they were going to to go ahead. But I would only be okay with it if they were going to put someone in charge who was going to give him a film worth doing. Because what they did in this film was was just fantastic. Let's see. Waiting for Nadrak. Laura says, I think Andrew Garfield did a good job in that Eyes of Tammy Faye movie with Chastain. I remember hearing about that. I never got to see it. Dude, Garfield is so great. I like Tick, Tick, Boom. And, and that's a movie that's got... That movie could have been one of the worst atrocities in film history. It had so much working against it. You had Lin-Manuel Miranda. It was his directorial debut. I don't like that dude. I'm not a fan of him. He bothers me, in fact. Um, it, it's, it's adapting a musical that I'm actually a fan of. So, Hey, you're, you're working with material that, that I actually like. And there was a couple of scenes in there where I was like, oh, I don't know about that. And yet the heart is there. And, and, and Garfield is what makes that film. I think, uh, is what makes that film as great as it is. So, um, yeah, I thought he did a great job in Tick, Tick, Boom so much. So it's one of my favorite films of the year. Sasha says, what I wanted for Christmas was casting from my phone to the TV, but with two times speed available, 
But alas, nothing. YouTube sucks. It does. That's why you can also watch on Odyssey. You can also watch on DLive. And you can also watch on Twitter. I give plenty of people. Uh, MNS says, has St. Benedict been on your finger for the last two weeks? It has. It has indeed. I will say, though, S, and I don't know if you realize this, but I have some questions because um, <laughs> the company where this ring was manufactured, I would maybe look into. I would maybe look into. We might need to have a back and forth, a uh, private email back and forth on that because uh, there, there's a bit of a... <laughs> I think there's a bit of a problem. At least what's imprinted on the inside of the ring. I was like, wait. You know, I was like, oh, let me see what this company is. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, I might need to get uh, <laughs> I might need to get another priest here if it wasn't known the first time. Uh, but anyway, yeah, still rocking it. Still, again, awesome. And again, dude, thank you so much uh, for this. And also still, of course, have the St. Michael the Archangel uh chaplet right here from rugged rosary love it love it love it dude thank you so much let's see vid file what's going on welcome let's see luca says since i have not seen the Spider-Man movie i have been avoiding spoilers successfully i must say uh luca well i'm sorry man i think that we just finally ruined that uh cinema queen what's going on cinema queen thanks for being here uh glenn cottingham thank you for the five dollars super chat says thoughts and prayers to you from a not so virtuous person but have faith god will provide hail to all hey steve cottingham man or, or sorry glenn Co- glenn cottingham thank you for that super chat thank you for the prayers and hey here's the thing every single one of us every single one of us whether we are devout catholics devout uh, christians of other denominations atheists agnostics all of us are flawed all of us are in need of grace, guidance, and strength. So just you saying that and offering up any thought and any prayer uh, is truly appreciative. And I would say also include anyone else who might also be going through a similar situation uh, where they may have to be putting their own livelihood on the line for what's right. Philip Hawkins. Love that last video, Decimating Scotty the Shill. Hey, Skyboy Mendelson. I make maybe five videos on him a year. Maybe. Some years more, some years less. But when I do, I try to make sure I got my I's dotted and my T's crossed. Soul says, I heard someone at work say we're in a culture crusade. Thought the crusaders ended a thousand years ago. Yeah, I think we are though, Soul Assassin. I think we're definitely there there's a cultural crusade going on right now. And and I think one of the issues is that we need to recognize that in many ways the culture war has already been lost. The question is, are we willing to take up spiritual and metaphorical arms to fight to take it back. Because I think the war was lost. But that doesn't mean that a new war cannot be waged to win it back. But what does that mean for us? That means us getting involved in our local school school boards, local school councils. It means us getting involved in local elections. It means us actually vetting and, and holding our local politicians accountable. As I said, here in Tennessee, they passed a law 
putting restrictions on these types of mandates. But because of people in our Senate, they could not get enough people to support amendments that would have included private schools, private businesses. So what that means for me, after I've done the research that I need to for, for my own job, what I need to do now is I need to research and say, okay, which state senators were not on board with Amendment 12 is what it was. Which ones were not on board with Amendment 12 that were holding that up and ended up not passing that? Because that has a direct impact on me. So, so that's what we need to do. If we're going to wage a new cultural war, the way that we're going to do that is, again, taking control of our own lives, first off, getting, getting ourselves in the right position, getting ourselves in the right, and then from there, we can go into and focus on and influence local politics, local uh, school boards, things like that. That's what we need to do, though. No, no more on the sidelines. No more sitting on the sidelines. Because I got complacent. I'm going to be honest. I got complacent. I said, eh, it won't happen here. I'm in the great state of Tennessee. I, I've been speaking very highly of Tennessee, and I still do. I think our governor is great. I think there's a lot of great things going on. And I thought I was protected because I was in a, a Catholic institution. I got complacent. And so now I'm having to deal with the ramifications of complacency. And it's not fun. But it needs to be done. All I can say is I'm not complacent anymore. People always talk about being woke, right? And we often think about about it being in a negative way. I think originally it was meant to be a positive, right? To be woke means like, oh, I'm now awakened to what's going on. So let's just say I'm very awake right now. Uh, Zion Waters. Uh, as a history buff, Kingsman looks interesting, if only because it has uh, Matahari and Rasputin, who they accurately portrayed as having a terrifying eyes. Yeah, the Rasputin thing definitely has me interested. Uh, but once again, I did hear from uh, the modern major general of the channel that it's not that great. Still got people watching on Odyssey. I assume that means things are still up. Again, apologies for whatever happened that led to uh, it going away. Uh, but thank you for being here. Light up that fire button on Odyssey. And again, if you have a comment or question on Odyssey that you want read aloud, all you need to do is put at Odin at the very beginning of the comment, at Odin. Boom, there he is. The R says, I thought I was safe in the church as well until 2018, and the Cardinals exposed themselves. Yeah. Absolutely they are. Here's the thing that we always need to remind ourselves of, though. Though the material uh, church, right, the, the people, the leaders, the hierarchy might fail, might uh, fall into corruption, might fail us in many different ways, Christ will never fail. And we should never take this as a chance or ever use this as a reason to leave Christ's body, ever. Never. So uh, even though they have failed us and many bishops across the world are failing and attacking the church, our brothers and sisters in Christ, right now, 
specifically and also in in what's going on with this battle over the traditional liturgy and the traditional sacraments. We should never lose hope, though, because our faith is not in these physical leaders. It's in Christ. So even though I completely understand about what it means to be uh, left behind, what it means to be ignored, what it means to be betrayed by these wolves in sheep's clothing, we should never, ever use their failures to push ourselves out of the boat, as it were. Because the boat's going to get rocky every now and then. Doesn't mean that we jump off. It's the one boat. All right, Thunderduck Tag over there says, Hi, Odin. Kind of like Hawkeye. Hear me out. I know the story isn't good. Little focus on Hawkeye. I like Steinfeld as, Katie, as Kate Bishop. She's likable, but the script was not good. It had great scenes in isolation, like the first two Kingpin scenes, but the MCU humor ruined the tone. No, again, I think there's definitely positive elements. I will say that for sure. And you, you'll often find that I am not nearly as hard on those types of shows or those types of stories uh, as some others in our community might be. Because there were some moments that I that I found enjoyable. At the same time, though, I, I look at it not just at small individual segments, but also a, as an entirety as well. And there are a lot of issues, as you rightfully mentioned. So, anyway, hail Odyssey community. Let's head back over to the YouTube side of things. And before highlighting the next message, uh, let's go ahead and uh, first talk about uh, 2021 in film. So, uh, hopefully, this is not going to lead to a lot of people uh getting knocked out again because apparently it happened last time I was switching between screens but let's talk about 2021 in film all right so I have not yet put together my top 10 list of the year uh, but I did want to just uh I wanted to point out some of my favorite films of, of 2021 I won't go into too much detail on this but I did want to talk about it nonetheless and so first off let's talk about the films that I have not yet seen but uh, am interested in seeing and and to mention specifically the ones that that I'm most excited to see. Uh, so for one, I'm incredibly excited to see The French Dispatch. As I said, I, I just got my copy in today, so I'm very excited for that. I've heard great things about it. I, I, I like a lot of Wes Anderson stuff. I'm also really excited about Cyrano. This is actually a, a almost, yeah, it's, I guess you could say it's it's a remake of uh, you know the traditional story of Cyrano de Bergerac, but instead the leading characters being played by Peter Dinklage. And so instead of it being this character with a large nose, as, as it's often known and, and portrayed as, instead, it's going to be that Peter Dinklage, as, as a dwarf, is the character who is writing the poetry and the person who's actually falling in love with, or the person who's actually being fallen in love with is, is him and not the other person who is a much more handsome person, right? But uh, it's interesting. I just love the way that they're twisting that a bit. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. Uh, the Tragedy of Macbeth. Because I just want to see what they do. I just think that it's going to be incredibly interesting. Denzel Washington as Macbeth. I feel like there's a lot of things that could go right. And there's a lot of things that could go wrong. So I'm very just intrigued to see what that happens. And then, uh, of course, Last Night in Soho. Uh, this is a film that I unfortunately did not get to see. Um, and I, uh, really do hope that, uh, I get to see this, uh, very soon in the future and that it's good. Definitely want to, uh, make that good or I hope that that's good. All right. So just going through, uh, my ones that are bolded, these are the ones that gave an A 
or an A minus two. I think one B plus film got it. And these are the ones that I just really liked for 2021 uh, so far. So uh, out of the ones that I have seen. So first off, Boss Level gave an A minus two. Boss Level was a surprise to me. It was on Hulu. I uh, did not expect a whole lot from it, and I ended up having a blast. The fact that the film, with the budget that it had, ended up having some of the better use of visual effects, and also great villain role played by Mel Gibson in the film, uh, I think makes this film very much worth a, a watch. It's a lot of fun. It plays on certain tropes that would have been seen in other films, kind of almost like a Groundhog Day type effect, but it's done in such a way where it also uh, stays very, very fresh. So highly recommend uh, Boss Level if you have not seen that film yet. Uh, probably one of my favorites, definitely in my, my top two or three right now, at this point in time, is the film Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Yes, is a derivative of John Wick in certain ways, no doubt about it. Is it still a fun, darn good time? Absolutely. It's a film I cannot wait to rewatch again. And it's, uh, let's just say, it's got so many great pieces to it, but my favorite might be getting to see Doc Brown himself, not as Doc Brown, of course, uh, but getting to see Doc Brown with a shotgun. That's all I needed in life, was Doc Brown with a shotgun. And if you've seen the film, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, another film worth talking about is A Quiet Place Part 2. Big fan of the first Quiet Place. Uh, this film has kind of a prequel element to it in the beginning where it goes back to day one, uh, right before the uh, monsters, right before the aliens uh, you know, really invade and start to wreak havoc. So I actually really like that part. Uh, it also then goes into uh, you know continuing on in this story as well. And I, I love how the first film, uh, you know, the director made it clear that the first film was a film that he wanted to be able to make, um, like kind of as, like, as a love letter to to film. In this one, he said that he wanted this one to be specifically a, a love letter to his children, essentially. And I thought that it, it did a really good job of really showcasing. Uh, you know, the kids. And I know that there's some people that have some issues because of where the focus of the story was on and which character, right, you know, being focused on the daughter and not the son, etc. But to be honest, I think the way it was put out, the way that it was portrayed was really, uh, really, really uh, well done. Uh, so A Quiet Place Part 2, I definitely think was great. Uh, another film that I, I, again, had not ever heard of, and then I, I got random recommendations for it, and it's a film I don't want to say a lot about because, to be honest, I think it's best to go into this film not knowing anything because I knew nothing about it, and I was ultimately surprised because I was like, whoa, I did not expect that. This what It's, a, it's one of those movies? What? It was great. Uh, so I had a lot of fun with that one. Uh, gave that film an A minus. Uh, another film in definitely one of my top films of the year is Wrath of Man. Uh, Jason Statham gives uh, a great, you know, fun performance in a film, and it's just yet another great year. I feel for um, oh my goodness, I'm blanking out here. Let me double check this for Guy Ritchie. That's what I meant to say. Guy Ritchie. So it's another Guy Ritchie film. And I think that he does such an incredible job with this. And again, if you're a fan of Guy Ritchie, this is definitely a very solid Guy Ritchie film. 
And it's also got some incredible cinematography in it as well. So Wrath of Man, definitely also one of my top films of the year. Uh, the next one is definitely one that's controversial. I know that uh, you know there's some people that might have an issue with this film uh, because of casting or, or just because of it being a weird film. And for me, I've always been like back and forth between like a B plus and an A minus for this movie, to be honest. But I'm leaning towards the A minus. I actually updated this one earlier today because ultimately this is a film that I have revisited. It's a film that I really want to revisit again and again because it's a well-made movie, right? It's one thing to get caught up with, with certain details. You know, I get caught up with CGI, for instance, a lot of the time. But for me... I think that it comes down to the way in which this film is made. The filmmaking of this, like from an objective standpoint, is just so darn good. Uh, Speaking of darn good, a great documentary, Val. uh, It's fantastic. There's been some criticism of this because it seems to be very one-sided. It doesn't go into... And obviously, it's it's Val Kilmer showing his own footage. So, of course, it's going to be one-sided. But it's fascinating to see one of the few actors during this time who had a camera and recorded so much of his life. Uh, and to see that play out on screen was a lot of fun uh, to see. Another film that I would recommend, it's a B-plus right now, and I'm waiting for it to come out of physical media so that I can rewatch it. I already pre-ordered the 4K of it. Um, and this one, I think, is going to rely heavily on how the second part of the film is. But it's a incredibly well-done film by Denis Villeneuve, one of my favorite directors. But I do think there's certain things lacking in the story. So this one's currently at a B plus, but is definitely up there as far as some of my, uh, you know, one of my favorite films of the year. And then my last three films in the A range. First off, Tick, Tick, Boom, as I said, Andrew Garfield, great performance here, uh, fun musical with heart, really moves the emotions in, in a very strong way. Would highly, highly recommend it. Ghostbusters Afterlife, nostalgia done right. And in fact, I could say the same thing about both these films. I think both these films showcase nostalgia done right pays respect to source material, pays respect to what came before, and is able to uh, produce a pretty darn uh, fun story uh, to boot as well. So anyway, those are my top films of the year. And obviously, you can check out all of my other reviews on the channel um, on my website, ombreviews.com. I saw someone say take Cop Shop off. The only reason why I have that up there now, I want to make this very clear. The only reason why Cop Shop is there is because Jeremy Johns had it in his list. And Jeremy Johns, every now and then, will put a random film that I did not think would be good, and I end up enjoying it. I will say, Jeremy Johns has lost a lot of my respect because his number one film of the year was The Snyder Cut. Boo, Jeremy Johns. On that one. Snyder Cut? Really? Wrath of Man wasn't even on your list. You disgust me. All right, some comments might get skipped here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Howard's talking about it being partly woke. I, I, I don't really care for that kind of discussion right now, at least. Uh, Zion says, J. Jonah Jameson doesn't smoke a cigar in the MCU because of the film rules about smoking. Ah, that would actually make a lot of sense. Probably because of the ratings or something like that. Could also just be Disney. That would actually make a lot of sense. All right, trying to catch up before any chat skips out on me. Let's see. Wait for Drag says, I can't wait to talk about the King's Men on the Chosen stream. Nice. Very, very cool. Yeah, January Chosen stream. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have to happen. Uh, Rosie says, Odin, LMM, bro- 
LMM bothers me too. So well put. So overrated and full of himself and full of horrible takes on most things. LMM. I'm I'm blanking. I, I need context. So much has been said already. Uh, Zion says, I want to like Andrew Garfield more than I do, but he was in a rather graphic scene, and I haven't been able to look at him in the same sense. Ah, yeah, I, I have not seen a film with him uh, with that. Uh, that would probably have an impact on me to some way as well. Um, but, yeah, I uh, I still think he's a very talented actor nonetheless. Luca, when you started talking about Garfield's role in the movie, I hit mute. So if there were spoilers, I still managed to avoid them. Nice, Luca. Well, it was mostly just their presence in the film. Like, that to me is what I think, uh, you know, would still constitute a spoiler because some people honestly just didn't know that they were in the film. But let's see. Luca says, it's getting late here on the other side of Atlantic. God bless y'all and have a blessed and wonderful rest of your week. Thank you very much, Luca. Continue to have a blessed Christmas. We are in the Christmas season still. All righty. Let us see. All right. 15-minute warning here. Evan Martin, thank you very much for that comment. Appreciate it. Uh, Zion says, I'm into your speech about staying in, uh, in the boat of Christ. People expect perfection from the followers of Christ. We're followers because we aren't perfect. Exactly right. Exactly right. Must, that's why we must never uh, abandon the bark of Peter. Ruff's Girls Reviews. What's going on? Welcome. And uh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's something that I never run away from and never plan uh, to run away from. Yeti Cash. What's going on, bro? Welcome back. Let's see. Bruce says, we keep getting fade in and fade out a mic buzz. It's faint when it happens, but well, there you go. Okay, yeah, a mic, yeah, so I've noticed that as well. I think that my mic cable is having some issues because I've noticed the same thing when recording videos as well. So I do apologize for that. Um, and I, I do think that is that is definitely an issue on my end. Uh, as I said, I do think it is a cable issue because it started up in the last couple of weeks. Uh, ah, yes, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Thank you. Thank you, Slicer. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I, I think that he gets way overhyped for so many things. I don't think he's that talented. But hey, he, he directed himself a, a pretty good film with uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, I will say. Joey Horn says, for a good Cyrano retelling, try Steve Martin's Roxanne. Yeah, I've, I remember uh, that's, that's the image in my head that I have specifically. Uh, here are my go-to people who are hating on my reviews, hating on my thoughts. Tina says, you do know that Dinklage blames the fans for season eight of Game of Thrones. He's playing the race card. He can sh- uh, shove it. And again, that's why, again, separating art from artist. I'm not saying he's a good guy. I'm not saying I like him as a person. I like him as an actor. I'm excited to see that in there. And that's why I know that not everyone can do it, but I am able to an extent to be able to separate art from the artist. I think it's a very important thing uh, to do. Animal Grimm. Before going into that, the reason why it's so important is because if we went into 
the history of every actor in Hollywood, I'm guaranteeing you we would find something in almost every one of our favorite persons that we either hate or don't like or bothers us. So even though he made the cardinal sin of actually speaking out in public and more so it being reported on, I think it's a dangerous position to fall into because then eventually it's like, okay, so who who can I like and who can I support, right? And, and obviously, I know that you're not saying that. You're not, t- not telling people how to feel in any way because you're awesome. Um, but I do think it's important for us to not fall into that trap because, again, there's going to be not many people left. Uh, Hannibal Grimm says, Operation Fortune, look up the trailer. Not heard of it. Have not heard of it. Uh, he was the one. Oh, he says here. I hit the wrong button again. Bump Cop Shop to the top of the list. Ah, okay. It was not in order of films to watch. It was just in order of release. It was in order of release for a while. And then today when I was adding things up, I was like, I can't I can't uh, keep up with this anymore. Uh, Shield Wall of Dragons, what's going on? Thank you for being here. Let's see. Kara Tharp says, I really enjoy the Cinderella 2015 remake. It's definitely the best one. Yeah, I agree. I would say of all of the live action remakes, that is definitely uh, top top tier because they don't play around with the story a whole lot. And I think it's a it's a faithful adaptation. Uh, let's see. Laura says, Kingsman had a great performance by Tom Hollander from Pirates, but not much else to praise. A lot of cringe scenes. That makes me sad. It looked like it had so much potential. It just makes me so very sad. Makes me, makes me sad. I am a CGI snob, someone did say. Let's see. Orange Hat says, I will agree to disagree with Spider-Man No Way Home respecting source material. Erasing Uncle Ben was the biggest middle finger to Spider-Man comic fans. How did it... It didn't erase Uncle Ben? It did not erase Uncle Ben just because... Just because in Tom Holland's universe, it's said by another character, does not erase Uncle Ben. You have two other Spider-Men that talk about Uncle Ben specifically saying those words to them. So, no, it does not erase Uncle Ben, dude. Come on. Come on, man. That's not a middle finger at all, because Uncle Ben's mentioned. Two out of the three Spider-Men have Uncle Ben. And it's a multiverse. So it's not outside of the realm of possibility for things to change. Come on, man. Come on, man. See, Harwick says, to be specific in No Way Home, Electro reveals that is just a point to find out Garfield's Spider-Man is not... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, Hardwick, then that's very different. Because the way you said it made it sound like Garfield in person apologized. In the film, it's very clear, like, oh, I'm sorry, like a like throwing it away. It's like it's like a throwaway line. So that, uh, you're reading into, way too into that. If you're going to read into anything, it should be the, the Miles Morales uh, hint there, which, by the way, is is used as a joke. It is used as a joke. So uh, you're missing Fast Nine that list. Alex McCarthy, uh, no, it, it's there. It is there, uh, but you'll you'll notice that it's got a C minus next to it. So, uh, yeah, definitely not the top of the list for sure. Let's see. Laura says, watch Hawkeye. I didn't hate it. Great chemistry between Yelena 
and Kate Bishop. I'd agree with that for sure. Uh, apparently more breaking news. Former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid passed away. Well, I pray for the repose of his soul. Uh, and he needs a lot of prayers. I, I hope that he was able to reconcile himself um, before before death. Because uh, he did a lot of really terrible things. And supported a lot of really evil uh, pieces of legislation. So um, all I can do is hope and pray that he... Um, Repented. So he says, you said, can't accept Jeremy John's like in Snyder Cut. No, no, no. I, I, I said that, uh, I said, you know, shame on him for, I, I, I anathematized him for, for saying such a thing as his number one film. It's not that he liked the film. It's that he put it as his number one film. Him liking it is, is a whole other issue in and of itself, but... <laughs> Well, Grim, I don't care. Bump at the top of the watch list right next to nobody levels of greatness. We'll see. We'll see. Let's see. Glenn says, a couple weeks ago in the comments, I said, I had doubts Eternals would make $400 million. I was so close. Yeah, seriously. It barely broke it. And yet it still is a loss. Uh, Hannibal Grimm says, Toby had Uncle Ben. Tommy had Uncle Tony. That's a good point. Very, very good point. Uh, let's see. Zane Water says, Most of the Mormons didn't like Harry Reid either, but I do pray for his soul and hope. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I, I never take... Uh, Snow Poopa says, I'll be silent on Harry. Yeah, again, I, I understand it's easy for us to kind of fall into that mentality of, you know, uh, finding almost joy, you know? I've always struggled with that because obviously there's some people where I'm like, hey, well, at least they can't do harm anymore. At least they can't do this anymore. But I try never to take joy in, in a person's death. You know, I try never to take joy in a person's death. I just don't think um, I think that we are are called to be better than that. All right. Let me head over to Odyssey as we are getting close to the end. Of the stream, Thunder Duck says, I like the intro song in episode one. Listen to the epic version on YouTube many times. It's too bad that this show had everything it needed, but chose to follow a narrative I focused on the good. Uh, talking about Hawkeye there still. The R says, my award winner, Snyder Cut. Ugh, R. How dare you? It's disgusting. Thunder says, much like Hawkeye, Falcon Winter Soldier had great moments like the ones with John Walker and Zemo. Uh, Zemo, these shows... These shows I was most looking forward to got disappointed. I believe all of us could have written better stories without the stupid humor hands down. And here's the thing is that I just don't think the humor was not a problem for me in the shows. It was the writing. The issue with, with Falcon Winter Soldier was that it was filled to the brim with identity politics. Like, you have literally a moment when an Avenger is walking through a neighborhood and then out of nowhere... Two white cops pull up to him and say, what are you doing in this neighborhood? Like, that is so on the nose, it's ridiculous. So, that that's the issue that I have there. I'm sorry that y'all are having hiccups over on Odyssey. Uh, unfortunately, there's, no, there's not much I can do uh, for the Odyssey issues. But I do like to support them. Uh, Hannibal Grimm says, we'll see. I've already seen the future. Uh, this here time machine ain't just for show. You're going to love it. Nice. Uh, Zena B, you're entitled to uh, incorrect opinions. 
All right. I know that you en- I know that you enjoyed. I know that you enjoyed the film. It's just not a better film. <laughs> uh, forever sci-fi. I don't feel joy at someone's death, but is relief okay? Yeah. Again, I, I think that it's it, it's it's a very we have to be very careful in our emotions because sometimes I feel that we can, and I fall prey to this as well, right? We can sometimes fall into uh, dangerous emotions, you know? Let's see. Harwick says the other Spider-Man mentioned Uncle Ben, but to confirm that Aunt May is to Holland's Peter what Uncle Ben is to them, referencing more faithful adaptation doesn't make this universal fit. Uh, again, it's the issue though is that it's just confirming that this is a multiverse and that there's variations and differences that exist one of the other elements that's turned into a joke in this film is when they talk about the fact that some have aliens but you have aliens in universe yeah our aliens are purple or my alien was this so we already established that there's key differences so i i again i i just do not think you have a leg to stand on to say that that is being disrespectful or that is somehow crapping or giving a middle finger to the fans of anything. No, like it's just, it's a different take that that's, that's all that there is. It's not crapping on him at all, especially because you have two other two out of the three, two thirds, vast majority of the Spider-Man specifically mentioning uncle Ben. By name. So, anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. But before I say goodbye, uh, I just want to remind everyone that it's that time of the year once again. Yes, that's right. The Wednesday Raven Awards. It is that time. And the nominations can now be submitted. So, if you would like to submit the best and worst of film in 2021... Uh, please head over to my website, OMBreviews.com, head over to Raven Awards, and then hover down to Raven Awards 2021. You'll get a link you can click on, or you can actually just fill it out here. I have it embedded in the website so that you can literally just fill it out um, and then be able to submit it. I do ask, to the best of your ability, please do put a film and a nominee in every category. Please only put one all right. Some people have been trying to say this or this. No, just just choose one. All right. Please don't leave anything blank because the issue that we had last year was very few people. For one, very few people filled it out, and then two, uh, people were skipping so many categories that we ended up having it where I had to be the ultimate judge of what got nominated and what didn't because there were not enough votes out there. Uh, so again, uh, this is open up for all of you. Again, this is your chance. To put out there what you think is the best movie of 2021, who you think deserve the excellence in crap world building, the Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson Award for, for excellence in crap world building. This is the prestigious award for movies that truly sucked in every way. So this is, again, the movies, uh, or specifically the the uh, creators of these movies. Um, so again, this is the one where you would be able to put specifically the movie and then the creator that you are tying the movie to. You have Lifetime Achievement, Most Overlooked Person, and I give you previous winners. That way you don't put those names. Uh, And again, in film history, in film history there, Best Original Story in a Film for the Year, Best Low Budget Film, right? Movies have to be laid for less than $30 million to be eligible for that category. I will check. I will check. 
most unnecessary remake. Right? Most unnecessary remake. This is ones that cross the line. Best pointless remake. Understanding that there are some remakes that are actually kind of good. Right? Last year, we had the film Emma, which was actually a pretty well-done film, but it was a remake, and most remakes are, are pointless. Most underrated film. This is your ability to be able to put forth films that are underrated. Most overrated film. Rated highly by critics or general audiences, but did not deserve it in your own mind. Most critically acclaimed piece of garbage film. Not only is the movie overrated, it's terrible. So some ask, what's the difference? Well, this just means it's overrated. That doesn't mean that it's a bad movie. It just means that it's overrated. It's not as good as people say it is. This is one where it's like got high ratings, but the movie is also just bad. Uh, shill of the Year, one of my favorite awards. Shill of the Year. I give you a definition of what a shill is. So obviously looking for a person here in the movie industry business. Could be uh, movie coverage, movie review coverage, box office coverage, stuff like that. Most pointless character in a film. Most iconic film. This is a film that you think is going to be remembered for years to come. That came out this year. Worst writing story in a film. Breakthrough performance. Not necessarily a new actor on the scene, but just performance that you think is going to be iconic and is going to be remembered for years to come. Uh, best fight scene action sequence in a movie. Make sure you list the movie and as much detail with the fight scenes. That way I can figure out what uh, scene you're talking about and maybe even try to find some videos of it. Best director for a film. Most SJW screenwriter. Listing not just the film, but also the writer as well. Give you some definitions there of an SJW. Uh, best cinematography for a film. Best visual effects for a film. MPC of the year. Also their definition for MPC. Best animated film, best stunt work for a film, best one-liner or quote. Best one-liner or quote. And I see that my uh, Valkyrie are uh, just asking for a uh, for a talking to. I don't appreciate all of this Dune hate in the chat from my Valkyrie. I expected better from you. Uh, but anyway... Thank you to everyone who's been watching over on Odyssey and YouTube, DLive, etc. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I do want to give a shout out to Stephanie B and Tina B. They are my Valkyrie. They are my mods. They are phenomenal and amazing people. Thank you for sharing those links. So again, check out OMBReviews.com if you want to be able to uh, enter in your votes. Uh, it'll be opened until, I think, the end of January is when I have it set to close. And once it does, I'll go through the list and I'll determine... Uh, based on the votes, uh, which ones, you know, top five in each category. The one exception will be the films. I try and get a top ten there. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, the, the way it works is that it'll be by popular vote for all the categories except for best film. And best film, it will be by ranking. So it'll be based on the number of, you know, number one and number two, number three rankings. So that way we actually get the best movie, not just the one that has the most number one votes, because someone could easily, you know, if impact and affect the vote. Instead, it's like, no, 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 what movie is actually getting the most love? What movie is actually getting uh, the most support? So, uh, yeah, make sure that you check out ombreviews.com, ombreviews.com, and then check out where it says Raven Awards, and then go to 2021, and it'll have a link to the survey. You don't have to fill it out on the website. There's a link at the top and it'll bring you to a new window and you can fill it out there as well. You don't have to fill it out tonight. You have, again, pretty much all of January. 
Make sure that they are films, though, released from this year. I do have a link to a Wikipedia article that tells you films released in this year. Just do be careful because sometimes there's independent films that technically released back in 2020 and don't get released until 2021. Same thing's going to happen this year, too. Uh, so just do be careful with that. G-Man, what's going on, man? I saw you in the chat. Also, uh, Dan Blackroyd also back in the chat as well. And hey, hey, Stephanie B. and Tina, y'all, y'all can hate on it all you want. Still a great film. Still a great film, uh, objectively speaking. Dark Shadow Logan, what's going on, bruh? Just saw you in the chat also. Uh, let me make sure I got everybody there. A blank answer is a wrong answer. Teacher privilege on Odin's part. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I can't grade it if there's nothing there, is what I tell my students all the time. If you don't put anything there, I, I can't help you. I cannot help you. Uh, no mail-in votes. Uh, we're not uh, you know, Dominion or, or one of those crazy states. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tugumbo, what's going on? Thank you again for being in the chat. And let us double check. I think that is just about everybody so forever sci-fi thanks for being here tina b70b you guys are amazing thank you all so very much for your love and for your support thanks for the great uh views as always from five of five of life's place thank you very much for that. i probably butchered your name again but it's hard to see uh on this screen because the text is a lot smaller on there. But anyway, thanks to Ozzy fam. Thank you very much to the YouTube fam. I hope everyone continues to have a very, very Merry Christmas. Um, uh, right now, I, I do, do not have any official plans to be on Friday Night Tights this weekend. Um, there is a chance that I could still have a live stream on New Year's Day, right? So in the evening on New Year's Day. So do be ready uh, for that. That should be when the next stream is. And uh, make sure y'all get y'all's votes in. And uh, since I will absolutely know the votes of, of Tina and Steph, I will definitely be sure to not uh, count said <laughs> votes. Anyway, with that being said, thank you all very much for being here. Please make sure you smash that like button, light that fire button on Honesty. You're all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my December Patreon subscribe star and locals members, animation commentator, Brandon, Brian P, Christopher Bowman, Dolores Ed, Dion, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Hannibal Grimm, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle 79, Laura, the Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson times four, Mitch Dunaway, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody, Mondo Spieler, On to June, Orange Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, and Tina Bojan, and of course, 
the Empress of the Universe, Tina B. Thank you very much for being my Patreon members. And for my Subscribestar members, UAB, Mad Dog, Max, Mike Jackson, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan Four, John B., Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash, the new number two, J-Rod, the beer guru, and ZK Man. Thank you very much for supporting me on Subscribestar. And to my four members over on Locals.com, Kara Tharp, UAB Mad Dog, once again, Mike Jackson, Bifford a Hobbit, and Robert Barnes. Thank you for supporting me on Locals. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every video and live stream, check out the top link in the video description below. It's called Willow or W.LO, Willow Link. It'll bring you to all of my social media platforms and also to all of the various other locations that you can support the channel. You can get access to things like giveaways where I do giveaways of 4K films, 4K steelbooks, digital codes, all kinds of stuff every single month. Also, so there's a level where you get access to all of that, plus an exclusive podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger, where you also get to ask questions that we will answer on every episode of the podcast. And at the final level, you also have the ability, the chosen of Valhalla level, you have the ability to have all of that, plus in your first month, get a free t-shirt of your choice, any color sent anywhere in the world, and also you get to be featured once a month on the chosen of Valhalla live stream featured on the main channel. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the description. You're all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.